0: three, two, one. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Digital Tool Crib. We're at season two, episode two, and uh, we're off and away. So we, we're quite excited to have a, an awesome guest with us. So for those who don't know, my name is Chad Flynn. I am the Dean of Trades and Technology here at Medicine Hat College. And Jason, I'll have you introduce yourself.
1: My name is Jason Oppenheim. I'm the Director of Teaching and Learning here at Medicine Hat College. Yeah, today is an auspicious occasion. We, we, have, our, we have our first guest.
0: Yes. It's a big deal for us over here. (laughs) So we have one of our awesome, awesome trades instructors slash coordinators. Paul Sean is joining us today and we're going to be talking about reflective journaling specifically in trades training, which is mind blowing because who would have thought that you would have tradespeople journaling. But as we get into the conversation, we're going to have some great talk here. So Paul, do you want to just give a, a quick rundown of who you are?
2: Yes. My name is Paul Sean. I am the presently the coordinator of carpentry and one of the instructors in carpentry.
0: And yeah, looking forward to this. Awesome. So I, I mean, I'm the new kid on the block here. You guys have been in discussion about this topic for quite some time. I know you had the discussion even yesterday about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of maybe pitch to you to how did this whole idea of reflective journaling start? Like, where did this all come from? How did this conversation even begin?
1: Yeah, I'll let Paul really talk about what he was hoping to accomplish, but it was after Doug Major from Vancouver Community College had come out for the very first, very specific trades instructors professional development day that we had. And after the conversation, Paul was Paul was excited about some of the things that he heard from Doug. And he, we had a conversation about how can I, how can I do this very weird thing, this very weird and uncomfortable thing of, of asking carpentry students, to journal, but he had some really good reasons for it. So, uh, Paul, do you, what do you remember from that conversation back then? Why did you, why did you want to do this? What were you hoping to accomplish?
2: So if I remember some of this right, Jason, you and I think I just reached out to you and I think I had a few questions for you. How can we dig a little deeper and help some of these guys and gals to remember a little bit more of like, just to tie into some of what we're learning and make some of that experiential like the theory to the experience in the shop and then to grab onto that and reflect through it and hold onto it for life. Right. And if I remember correctly, you led me into, you gave me a whole bunch of stuff and led me into the reflective journaling or somehow we got there through you and I just visiting and, and chatting.
1: Cause what I remember you saying is, you know, I'm, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job teaching people how to be carpenters, but I'm not always sure we're doing a real good job teaching people how to be good on the job site. And I want to figure out a way to teach to the whole person. Yeah. I don't know if you use those words, but that—that's kind of what I heard. And I was like, well, you know, what? What do you think about? What do you think about this? Do you think that that this idea of reflective journaling might might work? And and how how did you implement it? Like, what did you do from there? Like, I did. I I tend to whenever faculty come to me and they're like, hey, uh, I'm thinking about this. I then tend to overdo it <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a lot of reading jason i had to I, read a little bit <laughs> i send, I send him too much stuff i get i get a little overexcited and, and i send him stuff but but uh we started but how did you even like where did you think like this this is going to work out and how did you implement it like how did you how did you find space for reflective journaling what were some of the reactions for the students like how did it go
2: That's, those are good questions so and again, now you guys are digging back a little bit, so i got to try and remember this as clearly as possible. But Mark and I had chatted about some of this stuff. And over the years, in the back of my mind was, how do we take what we just showed you in the shop and actually help you remember it? So in three months or four months or five months, when you do this again, you actually remember it. And it's not just gone. It's not just, you know, in the, in the middle of nowhere. And so Mark and I chatted and we, we had talked about some of the research that you had given me on journaling and, and how effective it had been for experiential learning. And we just said, we're gonna give a journal question every day, we're gonna make it worth so much of a, of a grade, a weighted grade, and let's see where we go from here. And so we just started writing a question on the board every day and they were due every Friday and so we've the those first few years were pre-COVID so we had a Duotang. We gave everybody a Duotang. We said we want you to hand it in in a Duotang. We don't want, you know, 16 different coiled scribblers all different sizes, all different. We didn't want a disaster. We wanted it <laughs> fairly organized so they they cared about it and and so that it was neat and tidy. So yeah, we gave everybody a Duotang and said just get some lined paper, you guys. This is what we're this is what we're up to. And we gave them a little tidbit of, of research as to why this is good for your learning. And it's just going to help you. And we're always very clear that we're not here to just give you more work to do just for the sake of doing it. Cause students complain all the time that, you know, you're just, you're just making me write and trade students don't typically want to write. Yeah. So, you know, we're just telling them we have to mark this, you guys. So if we're marking it, it's more work for us. We're not going to give you things that are just a waste of time. So we felt it was very beneficial from, from what you had shared with me in all that in all the research, and Mark bought into it right away. So as we're team teachers, it works really good if you buy into the same thing together, and so that it just worked really well.
0: So, so, so couple. Oh, go ahead. You you go, Chad. I was just gonna. I was. Just gonna ask, like let's back up a bit and just talk about exactly what do we mean by reflective journaling. Cause I think a lot of people when they think about journaling, I mean, I've been a journaler for years, and, and literally it's me sitting down almost doing a dear diary, right? Writing out my thoughts and and pages and stuff like that. Sometimes it's a yeah. paragraph, sometimes it's like five pages. That's not necessarily what we're talking about in regards. We're not saying that you're getting your, your students to sit down at their desks and be dear diary. Today yeah. I touched a saw and this saw yes. was beautiful. <laughs> right. so, yeah, no. Oh. Cause they're it's not going to do that. Guaranteed My deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when we no, talk about reflective journaling, I think you, you sort of touched on it, but it's, it's you're trying to link what they're actually learning to why it's important or they're trying to make that, that connection. Is that correct?
2: Yes. That's, that's a portion of it for sure. So for, for me, and I don't want to speak for Mark, but for me, it was, we're teaching theory. We're, we're trying to link the theory to the, practical in the shop but yet it's only a tiny little bit of shop experience that you get and you know with with hand skills it sometimes takes thousands and thousands of repetitions to actually make this really be automatic and be part Mm -hmm. of you so it's really hard in in a short eight week program to give you as much theory as we dump on you as much math as we dump on you Mm -hmm. and then that shop that we try and tie together the best that we can in in that limited time frame, and then hope that you guys you guys and gals remember all this. So it, that was kind of the the starting point, if I remember correctly. Jason might have a little bit more to add to that. He might remember well,
1: what I. I think was it, I think uh, I think Chad's really got a good question, and I think what what we how we interpreted reflective journaling will. Will make some sense, Paul, if you describe some of the questions that you use, because some of the questions, they're very, you know, so you're asking them to do a question every day for, for the 40 days, you know, for length of the term. And that could get pretty old fast if all the questions were the same. But why don't you talk about some of the questions that you're asking and how they, how they engage different parts of the, of the learner's kind of mind, I
2: guess. Yeah, that's a great question. A great way to kind of link and tie this together. So uh, one question might be, one, one of the ones we used last week was write down two formulas for volume. Doesn't matter what shape of object, but we're learning about volume and how it applies to calculating concrete volumes on a job site. And so it's a very practical application. And so we just asked them to write down two formulas for volume for that one day. So there might be 15 formulas for volume that we went over, but they only need to write down two. So it's not a regurgitation. It's trying to just grab something that we did that day and grab their brain and just lock it back in to write that and put pen to paper. Um, So that's one. Another one that we've asked is, what have you been working on on your own place lately? Sometimes we've asked, and I'm trying to think, I got four years of journaling kind of running through my head and <laughs> we're doing first right now, but we, I know we've asked, what is the favorite thing you've learned in second year? Or what is your favorite thing that you've learned in third year? And sometimes we'll tweak that a bit. I know we've asked, what is the most practical thing you've learned in second year? What is the most practical thing you've learned in first year? Uh, we would also ask, what is... I know with the CAD students, we asked something a little different. We asked, what was the worst part of your experience in the shop? Because we wanted to kind of see how, How I don't think we've asked our apprentices that, but I know that hit me the other day after you and I talked. We asked that to them just to try and get a feel for, is there something you guys didn't like about what we're doing? or And usually it's it's a positive thing because usually it's, we don't have enough shop time. And so if that's what we're hearing, that's great. Because that means that everything that we're trying to do and link together is actually positively flowing for their learning experience.
1: Yeah. So what, just to throw teacher language at you right there, <laughs> like the, the teaching and learning, the pedagogy language, it's a great way for some formative assessment. Yeah. What are some of the things that, that yes. students are struggling with? Yes. Uh, what are some of the things that they're remembering? What are the volume formulas that they're yes. coming up with? Uh, how are they applying their learning in their, in their own particular settings? An formative assessment can or, or can not be graded. Uh, sometimes it is, a lot of times it isn't, Yeah. but you said you're grading also your, yes. your, uh, your reflective journals. How much do you grade them? And then of course this will be the question that, that anybody who's thinking about this will ask. How much work is this?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> so as far as work from the student's perspective, It's probably, you know, less than, I would say it's less than five minutes a day, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on the question that we ask, if we ask them something very specific to concrete, they might have to go back to their module and work a little bit. We'd really like to see them put it in their own words, right? So that they're actually processing this and not just regurgitating. But a lot of times, as soon as it gets into the technical uh, journal, they will a lot of times just recite the module. Which you mm. know, that's fine because at least you're you're going back and we're forcing you back and you're putting pen to paper. But it would be nicer sometimes if they would put it into their own words, just because I know then we're helping them make that one step further in their in their learning journey. So I'm gonna say less than five minutes a day for students and for teachers, let's say half an hour a week. Okay. Something like that. Just just the, the questions that we ask, right? Nothing's really, really in-depth, we're not like Chad, we're not asking for pages and pages of Dear Diary, we just want some really quick uh, points, they're not English majors, so they're not going to write tons of sentences, right, unless they copy it out of the, the actual module, Yeah. other than that, they're just doing a point form, three, let's say three terms on, what did I mark this morning, three types of drawings in your blueprint module, and just explain and give a little bit of description of those three types of drawing groups. So they'll just give a word, 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 and then just, you know, one sentence explanation or maybe two sentences or maybe two broken sentences. We're not looking at grammar. We're not looking at spelling. We're not looking at, at English like that. We're just looking for content on those content based questions. And we're looking for connection on some of those more open-ended questions where we want to see what you really liked or what would you like to build one day? We're kind of looking relationally at how can we connect with you?
0: Right. So, I had a couple questions, Paul, and they're kind. It's like a two-part question. You team teach with Mark Stock here at the college. Now, when you approached him with this idea, what? How did Mark take to it? What was was, his thoughts on it? He was pumped. He was good. Yeah, he was pumped
2: right away. He thought it was a great idea.
0: He bought into it, drank the Kool Aid, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, how do you find the students take to it? Like that first group. Right. Like, what do they think about this whole process when you when you get like when they start? Like, let's talk about first year when they start to their last day is there a change in their attitude on it or like what, what do they think you know what we so these
2: this, the group that we have in right now are first year so that's great because my brain's fresh so four weeks ago they came in we told them about a first day there was no whining no complaining no nothing because they don't know any different right right so it that was there was no issue and, and right away I was very clear that, that hey this is part of some of the stuff that we've read about we're not we're not uh, teaching and learning experts like where Jason is. We haven't done a whole bunch of research ourselves. We're just carpenters who love teaching and we're, we really like what we do. So we just want you, we want students to know what we want them to know when they go back to a job site Mm -hmm. and be able to make decisions based on some of the learning. It's not just learning that we regurgitated for a test. We spit it out. We got rid of it. We want you to grab onto this stuff to be able to make decisions and, and analyze right on a job site and and think through things. So I think I lost my train of thought. You guys ask me that question again, Chad. Oh, just like,
0: uh, what did this, how did the students feel about it? And Yeah. So by the time they get to fourth year, what are their thoughts on it?
2: Yeah. So we talked right away first day four weeks ago about this is really good for you. It's great for the brain. It's great for you guys to put pen to paper helps you guys remember some of the things we're really going to focus you in on. I can't remember the very first group, which is probably a good thing. Cause that means they didn't buck us too hard. <laughs> right. Cause that first group that was maybe a third year or a fourth year group, when we came in and told them about journals, I'm sure we got a few,
0: Oh, yeah. like I'm sure we had a few of yeah. those,
2: but if it was really bad, I'd remember that. And I don't remember it being that bad. So they obviously respected what we were doing well enough to, to buy in and maybe bug us a little bit, give us a bit of a hard time for making a little bit extra work, but but for the most part
0: it definitely wasn't a chore. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And now when you get them coming through because that's the nice thing about being at medicine hat college is yeah. when you get a student in first year you you basically see those students the whole way through. And so Absolutely. it would be interesting to see like their first journal entry and first day of year 1 to what their last journal entry is fourth, you know, the last day of fourth year. Yeah. And you know
2: that so we're we're looking at all these different kinds of learners right trades mm-hmm. people to begin with and then different kinds of learners within that hands on more hands on type learners mm-hmm. some of them are very succinct in their in their wording like they want to put the least amount on paper possible to get that one mark yeah. right some of them are wordy like they they're they're more willing to write a little bit of a dear diary and and tell you a little bit more and they they're just better at at maybe reflecting and thinking through and putting those things on paper, maybe more comfortable. So I don't know if it changes so much. Like when I'm thinking about first to fourth, I think the type of learner that they are, they're still fairly succinct. We just kind of push them all the way through to go. You need to give us a little bit more detail. Right. Right? Cause they will try and cheat that and and be (laughs) as tight as possible. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) that answer that? No, totally. And that's, okay. I mean, I think I could probably learn from succinctness sometimes, especially <laughs> in my writing. I can be a little wordy when I don't need to be. Uh,
1: I'm going I'm to try to be succinct right now. Uh, <laughs> so you use the word expert. Here's the best definition of expert that I ever heard, which was from the great physicist Heisenberg, which was an expert who is someone who has made the m- worst mistakes in their field and now knows how to avoid them. And, and I was thinking about that when I was uh, cocking my tub. You said, Paul. I remember you telling me, Paul, that it's a horrible experience for everybody their first
0: time. Yes, yeah. and their fifth or sixth I can't. I can't stand doing anything with plumbing. It takes a lot of time to get good at that. Yeah. So to
2: learn that off YouTube is not an easy operation. Oh, no so no an time.
1: expert, an expert is someone who, who makes mistakes, and that's why Mark yeah. Twain, you know, Mark Twain was talking about what what captain would you rather have? Yeah. The the captain who's taken his boat down the river and landed it on every sandbar or the guy who's never gone down the river, you know, you (laughs) feel good about, about the guy who's gone down the river. And one of the things that I think is really interesting about the, the reflective journaling that you're doing is uh, James Lang in his book, distracted talks about having low stakes assessment that marshal your students' attention. Yeah. that Marshal your students' attention. And that's what you're doing, right? So they have to pay attention to the, the question that you've put in front of them. And it's just a, it's just a way for you to steward your students attention uh, a little bit further beyond the, beyond the classroom.
2: Yeah.
1: Chad asked about students reactions and that's, that's super important. Like how did students think about it? And I, I, you know, if you have any students saying, I love this or anything, that would be great to share, but I'm really curious about. What did this do for you and Mark? Like you've, you've done it and you've, Stuck with it, like you. Mm-hmm. Right, you feel like this has done something positive for your teaching and learning environment. This has done absolutely. something positive for you. It's done something positive for students. But I'm really interested in what's it done for you? Why do why why do you continue? Like you tried it out, yeah, and it didn't fail. It wasn't a failure, right? This yeah. is something no, that absolutely. Work. Like what, so, if we if I were to say like reflective journaling works, what is working? What how does it work? Like what what does it mean for you as a as a teacher?
2: That's great. So there's a few layers in my mind spinning right now. <laughs> so if the brain research didn't come back that this was useful at all, it is still great for us as instructors, because when we ask you these questions and I'm just going to jump off your expert definition. That is one of the questions that we, we asked throughout those four years when they do a certain project in the shop, what did you do? What did you like about how you did it? And what would you do different next time? Because Mm -hmm. if we're not willing to learn from our mistakes, then we're all in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's part of the journaling too. So we we try to give that a whole different level of learning throughout the entire journaling from a little bit of repetition, but not much and mostly open-ended. Okay. If we went through 10 things this morning, give us two things that you remember or two things you didn't know. Right. So there's some of that open-ended because we think that is part of that low stakes and not just regurgitation. We're getting them engaged. And for us, the other part is connection. So when when you answer a question and we get to read that, you know, I'm getting old. And so when this LOL (laughs) first came out, I had no idea what hashtag LOL meant. But now I feel like (laughs) writing that down at the end of what they write. Because sometimes it's just, you know, you just get to know that student a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They share personal things that, hey, I got to build this little desk for my wife or for my kids. And you kind of get to know a little bit about their family, a little bit about their their home and how much work it is for them to balance school and, and home. And and you just get, I don't know, I feel like Mark and I both really like the fact that we get personal answers when we're not asking theory-based questions.
0: And we actually get to see who they are a little bit outside of the Medicine at College. So that's it one of the, and i've i've shared this i've always said like the secret sauce at the medicine hat college trades department is the faculty and there's something s- special i don't know what's in the water here but <laughs> there's something different about it and i think what you hit on there is just the way that you look at this reflective assessment or reflective journaling is not only is it good for the students for the, making those connections but as an instructor I love how it ties you to them like it it helps you understand it gives you it's that empathy yeah. that you guys all have here which just blows me away but that you're able to figure out a little bit more to dive a little bit deeper into your students' lives just to yeah. make those connections because we know that if we get to know our students a little bit more yeah we all benefit right not just because Absolutely. they can learn better but like we said I think at the beginning of this interview it it helps them become better people it helps me yeah. become a better person as an yeah. instructor as well as them it's this constant morphing thing it's not just always about the student you know hitting those objectives and those outcomes and off they go and we'll see you next that's year that's
2: right yeah no absolutely it just builds those relationships so when you run into one of these guys or gals and roni you get a chance to visit with them and mm-hmm. they want to talk to you yeah right turn and looking the other way and running away from you so that's it's really special
0: definitely and that students learn better when they feel safe right and so if they're yeah. starting to let those walls down a bit yeah, lot some people use humor and something like something yeah. like this is another exercise where they can bring those walls down they can feel yes. safer with you and as they do that they can learn yes yeah right on
1: yeah and there's been lots of lots of talk about you know women in the trades and it's really important and there's a lot yeah. of a lot of work done a lot of good work there but they're still right now predominantly predominantly masculine right and yes. and men men might not feel comfortable journaling yeah but they but you say and one of the knocks against uh one of the knocks against vocational education has has been that frequently it's just about the as you referred to them, Paul, it's just about the hand skills. Yeah, it's just about learning how to do something and that vocational education hasn't always addressed, you know, like whole person learning or the you know the whole that whole you know, the personal dimension. And so learning a little bit about their their family structure and what they're having to do to yeah. you know balance their work life. So you get a real insight into that. What kind of feedback do you give them? Like, as you're mm-hmm. reading these, as you're reading these things, and it helps build the relationship and builds the connection. Again, you say it takes about a half an hour a week. And so I guess you're not writing them pages back either. Like, well, no. what do you what kind of feedback do you give them?
2: So sometimes it might be as simple as yes, good job, great work, you know, just day 16, you know, maybe one or two words. Typically we'll give them more feedback if something wasn't quite full enough, detailed enough, maybe it wasn't right at all. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's just the wrong answer and we need to correct that because we need to keep moving on and build this foundation properly. So especially if it's a safety issue or something like that, that they, and maybe they know it in their mind, and maybe I can tell by what they wrote that they know it in their mind, but it's not written properly on paper. So we're trying to keep our our words succinct, too. And yet, lots of times where we can give more feedback is when we go down to the shop. Hmm. Hey, I read that this morning. I really like that you built this, you know, this desk for your child. This is really cool. How did you do it? Sometimes right away, they they got all these pictures they're flipping through on their phone. And so that's pretty cool. Like, that's just part of that, that, uh, that relational whole person thing again, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you sometimes, you know, we teach things that we just assume will happen, you know, like sometimes we'll, we'll put students in groups and we assume that they will learn how to be good team members Yeah, and that doesn't always happen. And you've given them reflective journals yeah. and some students don't know how to, some students don't know how to reflect. Like I had a very good friend in college, who I'm not sure ever had a reflective thought in his life. You know? He's <laughs> a great, great guy. I really enjoyed. Absolutely. So not, you know. And he, yeah. but, he's great, but I'm just not sure he had a reflective. So do you do you see like differences there between between students who are more comfortable with it or or you know some students who just really can't who can't get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to. it you know, kind of what we said a little bit earlier in this, some of those personalities, I just want to write down three words and I want the mark. Yeah. Right. I I do not want to, I don't want to add any flower language. I don't want to, I just want, I just, the basic amount possible. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed in this group now is that we have a few that are English is a second language. Mm. So they'll write out a little more, which is really cool because maybe it's, helping them with the English. I'm not sure. So that's kind of a neat, just, just something that I've noticed in the last few days. You know, know, that's,
1: that's, uh, yeah, that speaks so powerfully to me. When I first started teaching at McEwen, um, some, some years, my students, you know, I'd have like, you know, 30% of my students would be international students and realized that they were so much more comfortable writing than speaking. So if we were having class discussion, I'd never hear anything from them.
2: Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: Online discussion boy. online discussion, boy, they they would really tell you what they, what they thought about things. And so that's where like diversity, diversity of, of learning, not learning styles, but the diversity of learning approaches really, really can be more welcoming to very different
2: students. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've noticed that this week too. Yeah.
1: So here, here's my last question, Paul, and then uh, let Chad have the, the final word, but you know, you talked about what would you do differently? And that's one of the key reflective questions. So if, you know, if you were a faculty member in a, in a trades department, like welding, carpentry, yeah. whatever, and you were thinking about this, if they were inspired by you, what would you, what kind of advice would you give them? What would you do mm-hmm. differently?
2: You know what? I don't think we do anything differently. I think we just keep doing what we're doing, but I would tell them, start small, like make simple questions mm-hmm. just to get comfortable yourself as the instructor. And because you're not sure jumping into this, how onerous the marking and all this is going to be, but start simple, start that first week, maybe give them one question a week for those, for that first class, we jumped into it, maybe, you know, both feet, we've jumped in all the way, but I wouldn't, I would not change a thing that we've done. There's the odd question we've tweaked. And I was looking at some of my journal questions that I have, you know, I is that three or four years, probably Jason, that we've been doing this three for sure. And I was looking at some of these, and I'll put it in a little different color if I ask a different question. Most of the time we've asked a different question is either because we've changed a little bit of the, the approach as to which what concepts we've taught in a different order. So they got out of order, so we had to change a question. But for the most part, we've kept, I bet you, 90% of the questions are exactly the same as they were the first year. And I thought we would change them every year, but we haven't. So sure. we've been... Obviously
0: we've, we've felt that it was, that it was okay. That's awesome. Yeah, Great. Well, I, I definitely want to be cognizant of time. And I think with the three of us, we, we probably could keep on having this conversation over and over. And the great thing is we can, right. I'd love that we can meet each other in the hallway and have these discussions. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank you so much, Paul. When we talk okay. about reflective journaling coming in here, I think a lot of people think a they think they're thinking diaries b they might they might tie it to they might buy into what you said regarding the fact that it helps the students connect what their theory is to practical, and that's great. yeah but then I think the thing that opened up for me in this conversation was the fact that it's a tool for empathy as well. It helps you it's a formative assessment for sure because that'll yeah. help you see if students are getting the concepts. But then it also connects you with them on a personal level, which is it's a whole thing that it's not just it's not a one tool that is only for one purpose. It's a it's a holistic thing, which is something that I think all the great tools in education do. It's not just a a one stop shop. So I thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. This has been fantastic. You're welcome. And I'm going to have you back. We're going to talk about Floyd sometime, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Paul. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Chad.
2: Thanks, Jason. See you guys.